understand that there's so much to life, whether you're the CEO or the janitor. Given everything you do at 150% will change your mindset and your perception of what you're doing. On this episode of the Now or Never podcast, the Rexiuses sit down with Mountain Dog himself, John Meadows. They talk a little bit about how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected their grind and how they're still teaching their families that getting up every single morning and getting to that grind is very important. Welcome to the Now or Never podcast. I'm your host, Tim Rexius, and my beautiful co-host, Brittany Rexius, and our special guest, Mountain Dog himself, John Meadows. Um, you look younger. I think the whole the telecast, the conferencing thing works well for you, sir. Oh. I don't know. Maybe I just got like some fancy uh, photo editing software installed. <laughs> yeah, the thirty-five filters of Instagram. All the kids yes. get it, you know. Um, so let's just start off with like, how are things where you're at? Where how's home? Like, what's going on in your state, in your area? What's what's the status? Well, if you remember back to the Arnold Classic, that's yeah. kind of when it all started, and um, the governor ordered uh, the you know we could they couldn't conduct the expo and all that. And it's <clears throat> hindsight was, it was probably a good idea. Uh, I was just ticked off because they waited until the last second to do it. And all those people were already here in Columbus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hindsight, it was probably a good thing. Um, they've continued to institute measures since we're supposed to stay at home. Now, when I go to the grocery store, it's just like a normal Really, it's just normal. Like it's just like anytime I, anytime I go to the grocery store, just a few people wearing their, um, you know, their hazmat suits. Yeah. Uh, but you know, other than that, um, we're supposed to not go. All the gyms are shut down. The food is carry out only, so you can still get carry out. Um, but most of the businesses are pretty well shut down. Yeah. Like us here, like we're not at a stay-at-home order per se, but a lot of your business, all your hair salons, tanning salons, yeah. all your restaurants are closed. It's all takeout only. Um, you know, like grocery stores, you can still go, obviously, but they're trying to now, – now they're starting to limit how many people can be in the store per so many thousand square feet. You know, um, All the private gyms are still open, uh, so Iron Heaven's still open, but we have a limit, 10 people per room, social distancing – uh, extensive cleaning. It's not open to the public, so there's no drop-in fees. It's only existing memberships. And a few, like Bob's, Bob's is doing the same thing down in Bellevue, um, if one of your smaller gyms. But the the larger commercial gyms that aren't, uh, uh, they're, they're not open. But for the most part, I mean, it's, they haven't put us in a stay-at-home order, but it's pretty well stay-at-home. So it's it's just been interesting. I mean, it's been nice to still have a gym to go to, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, people are extremely uh, thankful for it. Most of our older members haven't been going in. Uh, which we talked to them about, you know, just being mm-hmm. protective. It's just like with my parents, I, I told them to stay home. Um, I had to just stay home, watch Netflix, chill. <laughs> but, you know, that's my parents. And just like, you know, they're at this age where they just should stay home. But, you know, it's been, it's been nice to be able to work out. So I've been seeing you doing some home workout video stuff too. It seems to be the trend right now. Um, you know, can you – let me ask this question just from a workout just because of me – Guy your size, your kind of muscle, can you really get a decent at-home workout in without having a lot of equipment? You can, um, although I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's the same effectiveness yeah. as my normal um, workout, you know, with barbells and dumbbells and machines. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm maintaining pretty well, actually. Um, I mean, I've lost a few pounds, but... You you know when you I, I mean when you look at it from a physiological perspective you you just apply stress to a muscle um, that's heavy enough to create a lot of muscle activation and then you do then you do enough reps to create some fatigue so at its basic principle yeah you can still um, maintain quite a bit the trick is just how do you create, you know, sometimes with bands, like for example, which is what I've been using, you just have to find the right exercises that allow you to stimulate that. So, you know, I think it's, I mean, I'm doing pretty good for maintenance, but I certainly don't expect to put a half inch on my arms. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I said, we're going to, it's, you know, Diana, we've been watching obviously all the business stuff, all the, uh, all the, the the fit models, a lot. Everybody's doing at home workouts, and, and so we're gonna try to. We're actually gonna do a little thing tonight with our kids because they've been, you know, six kids and they're pinned up indoors, and 
they're obnoxious they're running crazy. and now they're running crazy. So we're going to get some tires at home and have them start flipping tires in the driveway. It's a bowel ropes yeah. and just, uh, <laughs> it's just taking them worn out more than anything else. Cause you know, we get, we went from 75 degrees to, to 20 degrees in a matter of a day. So can't go outside and go on the trampoline or that kind of stuff. So it's been interesting, you know, mm-hmm. from a business. I just aspect, got some boxes from elite FTS, some oh. plyo boxes. Oh yeah. Um, so we're going to do some workouts with my kids. On it. So I got to ask six kids. So how's the homeschooling there? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, the middle schoolers have already been doing e-learning. That's kind of their thing anyways here, especially in the school district that they're in. Um, yeah. they already had the laptops. They were kind of doing a lot of that before. Um, and the thing is it, it's, how do I say this? Like, the, the guidance counselor called us a couple of days in a row and I'm glad that they're super concerned and they're involved and I'm, I'm, they're all learning as we're going, but I had to be kind of like, I called me like twice and I like him. He shops at our store and they called her too. Yeah. We're and like, Hey was... guys, like we're, um, listen, they're 14 and 12. They're like, yeah, well they missed their zoom at 7:45. I'm like, well, we go to work at like 5 AM. So I'm not real concerned. I'm worried about keeping people's jobs right now. I said, so the lesson I'm going to teach my kids is personal responsibility. Either they get their butts out of bed yep. and take some personal responsibility or they fail. This is, I mean, this is how they're going to be doing college. This is might be how they're working someday in a job. This is what college is going to be like. We, you know, I, we've all seen how many people flunk out of college because they get out of class. So this is a good lesson. And so the guidance counselor kind of laughed at the phone. He goes, so you're not going to go home, wake them up. I go, if I go home, wake them up, I'm doing it with a megaphone and an air horn and I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> Um, and so, and, and honestly, they, they got they've some, been really good. At they've it. been good. They, they slept through a couple and found out they were in trouble. I'm like, that's on you people. Like you got yeah. cell phones, you got your own little alarms. Yeah. You, you know, we didn't have that when we were kids we just had the old clock alarm and that was it, you know? So yeah. I think it's, uh, the seven year old. Yeah. That's challenging because uh, keeping his attention and, yeah. you know, so he, during the day, obviously we can't, and his brothers and sisters, they don't teach him anything but bad words and, and that kind of <laughs> stuff. So they're not going to help him a whole lot. So we do it at night and, you know, get him involved with the physical activities better, but they have all these web links and stuff, the teachers, and I'll give the teachers are doing a great job. They really care. They and, are. And they're, they're in limbo too, you know, I mean, yeah. heck, Chad, you remember Chad, our videographers behind the, the mics over there, his his, his girlfriend, she's a teacher, so like they went from having their plans to nothing pretty much in a matter of no time at all. And then being told, hey, you got to create all this at-home content. Yeah. You know, if they're not e-learning kids, that's real tough because like our seven-year-old, it's we just kind of randomly um, throw stuff at him and yeah, quiz him like- and, you know, do you – know, he wanted to play my guitar the other day. I'm like, okay, let's have a guitar lesson. Why not? You know, like just kind of throw random stuff. I'm probably not – He's not going to be further ahead with his math and arithmetic, you know, his. I mean, they're all going to unlearn Common Core. Yeah, they'll unlearn Common Core real quick. I'm not teaching that. (laughs) But um, I was going to say with you, like your boys, um, I think like from us, from a a home learning, it's funny you brought that up. That wanted to be one of my questions I was going to ask you. Like, I think we're able to teach our kids some real, real world stuff right now. Yeah. Um, And it's funny when our family prayer on the table, we eat dinner and stuff. It's about praying for our employees and trying to make sure they can keep their jobs. And we had a few times with our kids that we had to kind of kick them off their high horse a little bit. Our 14 year old son, Tyler was like, dad, he just looks so. He just looked wrecked. Wrecked (laughs) because he had four hours worth of e-learning in one day. And I'm like, and I I had just had a day where we had to let a couple part-timers go and I wasn't real feeling great about it. And I just said, all right, kid, <laughs> your only job is to roll out of bed, flip your hair out of your eyes and turn on a computer. You've got life real good right now. And I think that yes. it's giving us a chance to teach our kids some serious humility. And like, how are you approaching that with your, with your kids right now? Well, so we, um, we had done homeschool uh, for two, two years prior to this year. And um, <clears throat> heading into it, I was nervous because of the stereotypical stuff, you know, such as your kids will not develop social skills. They'll be awkward and all those things. And so we, uh, we went through, now my kids have been in sports too, football, soccer, and basketball. So they've yeah, had yeah. a lot of socializing. Plus, <clears throat> excuse me, plus my wife's family is really big. It's a big Catholic family. So yeah. Anyways, long story short, 
they, um, what we found out pretty quickly was in about three hours, we could do two days worth of schoolwork. So they got really far ahead in several subjects. And the first year they were so far ahead. The second year, it really, it's on, it's on, um, it's on me as a parent. We weren't as disciplined. So it became a lot of get out of bed, you know, get off the computer, get off the video games, get to work. So yeah, it was really frustrating, but they were still really far ahead. Yeah. So we just said, you know what, we're just going to sit, find a good school, send you to a good school. And when they got to the school, they seemed like they were quite a far, quite a ways ahead of the other kids in some cases, in many cases. They were very far ahead in math. They were very, there were several subjects. They were clearly, I mean, they were coming home, they were bringing their work home and they're like, dad, we did this two years ago. <laughs> yeah. So they were pretty, pretty far advanced. And in terms of socializing, I remember when we went to our first parent teacher conference, the teachers were like, your kids are some of the most social kids we have. They're like extremely social, they get along really well with the other kids. That's awesome. And <clears throat> so you know, for us, homeschooling, we had already done it. Um, so we're kind of, it feels like now we're going back in time and we're doing it again. But this time they've been more disciplined. They're doing a good job. My wife does, you know, 90, 95% of it with them. So I, you know, it homeschooling is like, I, I could sit here and talk about that for an hour. I love to talk about homeschooling. Simply because, as you point out, you have opportunities to teach them so much other stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we have <clears throat> all kinds of business conversations. We'll sit down and we'll watch a little bit of um, Shark Tank. And somebody will say, okay, I'm looking for $50,000 and, you know, that'll give you 25% equity share in our company. So I'll look over at Alexander and I'll say, wow, Alexander, how much are they valuing that company yet? And he'll know the answer, yeah. you know. Um, so we're teaching them some business skills. Um we're getting a lot of actual outdoor physical activity stuff in, playing different sports, which I, which I think is really underrated. Oh, I agree. Oh, I think you've got to really get kids active. Uh, one of the things that kind of bugged me about sending them back to regular school was they no longer have like a recess where they mm -hmm. go out and play a lot. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want I want kids out being active. Um, I think a lot of the problems people have these days is just simply because they're not active. Yeah, like, I agree. They're just not active. There's just too many ways that you can just sit around now and do nothing. So, you know, we, we try to focus and talk about just different business stuff. And Alexander, I mean, he's the kid that he'll get his, he'll get his wagon and he'll put some uh, weed clippers in and some stuff and he'll go around the neighborhood and he'll knock on doors. He's 11 years old and he'll ask people, Hey, I know you have some weeds in your flower bed. You know, can I trim those for you? He's, he's always trying to, he's a little schemer, man. He's trying to make yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so it's been pretty, um, it's been pretty interesting. But to your point, there's a lot of opportunities to teach them things that aren't really covered in school. And I think, I think that's the kind of stuff that will give, give them a real advantage once they get older. And simply just from the perspective of how their mind works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just how their mind works in general. <clears throat> well, and that's, and that's, I think we've, you know, with the physical activity, especially like it's been kind of because I've we've been I've been able to be home more because I can't be in the gyms for our businesses. Like I can't yeah. be around because it's private business. We're not open to the public, so the owners can't be around during busy times. We have certain cleaning members and people like that. But you know, like so we've been yep. we've actually kind of been forced to be home more than I probably have been in the last five years at least. And oh, absolutely. she was working as a controller for a hotel, which obviously went from eighty employees to none. So all of a sudden she's back around the company, which is nice. Yeah. Um, in some ways we, you know, all of a sudden we're outside playing basketball with the kids and, you know, and previously because we worked so much, we'd had a lawn service, yeah. nice guys. But I mean, I grew up in a house with four boys. My dad would have never paid someone to mow a yard. So <laughs> we got a lawnmower and the kids were like, well, what's that for you people? Um, and you know, like you're going to, and all of a sudden, like things that we probably we've always talked about doing as parent, like more chore, you know, a chore chart, that kind of stuff. But we are obviously on the go so much that we probably let slide. Yeah. And now just because the, now we can get it, all now we done. can get it all done. <laughs> and, and the kids know now, don't tell me you're bored. Like that's, that's like you, that's like, don't four, say that. Oh, that's yeah. a four letter word in our house. I'm yeah. like, and, uh, it's been kind of fun, you know, with the kids. They've the boys have helped me, you know, refinish a couple floors in the in the house, learning some actual 
craftsman stuff that I might have done before when they were all asleep, you know, just to get it done. And it's been just yeah. like, like almost like I have a shop class in the house and sports and, and, you know, the real world stuff, it's the kids get to see us, you know, really dealing with all these government loan programs and getting to hear me talk about it a lot and hear me, they get to hear me talk to my dad who was, uh, you know, a head finance officer for 40 years and they see me taking advice from, they're like, are you talking to grandpa? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, grandpa's way smarter at this than I am. <laughs> and I think that's it's it's been real, real, real world. And then them seeing like where's this employee? Because they all look, you know, they know our employees are like they're our like family. They're family and like where are them at? Well, they can't work for us right now because of what's going on. And then you can just see it in their eyes. They're like, Oh my, you know. And I think the seven year old finally now, it's been a month, he's like, Well, can I go to the store with you? Can I go to, you know, you know, Menards or Home Depot to pick some wood? I'm like, no, I'm sorry. They won't let anyone under the age of 16 in the door. And now he's like, is this because of the Corona? Like, yes, this is now they're he's finally at his age, finally starting to get like, I can't go do anything, you know, really out in public. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the 14s and 12 year olds at first were all about having a six month long summer. Now, oh, yeah. now they're like, we have to spend four more months with you people. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah, you do. So it's, it's, but I think the real world aspect's been, it's, it's, um, under, underrated what these oh, kids absolutely. can learn from this. Um, well, the other thing that we're doing a lot of is, um, Mary's teaching them how to cook a lot mm-hmm. and just how to make healthy food. And like yesterday, um, Alexander made me scrambled eggs and, um, and they were really good. Um, I think that's another thing that's kind of overlooked, just the ability to make healthy meals. Yeah. Um, we, we actually, some of the stuff we make like on the, in the skillet and all that, but I actually just got a um, Instapot. Yeah. Greatest thing ever. ever. Oh my gosh. Those things are fantastic. I just got one. So yeah. um, I'm kind of stumbling around and trying to learn how to use it. It, I mean, it seems pretty simple. So we've been making all kinds of rice dishes and that mm-hmm. we, we actually tried to make, um, there's a specialty grocery store here that has all kinds of different kinds of meats, like camel burgers and weird stuff here. Yeah. And I went there like six months ago and I got all these weird foods because I made a YouTube video. And one of the things I got was a, a duck leg. So <laughs> last night we tried to make a duck leg in it. And it was like, yeah. So I think you need to be like a real chef to make duck legs. Yeah. Like yeah. that's not an easy one. To no, do. it doesn't sound easy at all. Um, well, that was, uh, you know, at first we, I call it the Corona bulk because I, I have all these restaurant owners. I've known they've been shopping at my store for so many yeah. years that, and they love when the Rexy's family comes through cause there's eight people. So it's always a good ticket, you know? So I'm trying to remember all these guys who've been shopping at our stores, have memberships at our gym. So all of a sudden I'm like, I gained like 15 pounds and I'm like, Oh, good, good grief. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's, it's like you of, went back to college. Yeah. It's just like back to college. And my kids are like, we eat out more now <laughs> than we ever have. I'm like, well, I'm trying to support these guys, you know, and so yeah. the kids can eat, you know, it, it, but for me, all of a sudden I it brought up a point that, you know, I think you've heard this for a lot, probably over the years in nutrition. Um, I just don't have the time to prep. I just don't have the time to cook healthy. I don't have the time. And I looked at her, I'm like, wow, what a hypocrite am I? I got more time now than I probably had in mm-hmm. five years. And there's really no excuse left for me not to be on point. Um, so yeah, we uh, kind of got back to yeah. The nitty gritty of eating healthy. And I tell them like the kids can, you know, we've had more family dinners, I think, than we've had in five years combined. Yeah. Literally yeah. in the last probably two months, which is a nice. It's a you know, we're taking the it's positive. A nice slowdown. It's a nice slowdown in some ways. That's excellent. Well, it is, you know, I the think kids like I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent here, but like when people ask me, you know, what's one thing you could do to make the world a better place? It's sit down and have dinner as a family. Yeah. Like, I agree. It's a family unit is where everything starts. Absolutely. That's where that's the kind of, to me, that's like the foundation of society. When mm-hmm. that starts breaking down, then you just have one problem that spider webs into another problem, into another problem. Like just getting people together and sitting out and having dinner as a family is a big win in my book. Well, it is. It was something we committed to years ago was at least once a week, which people were like, you know, I like, we go back to my parents. Like that would have been, Everybody did. Yeah. It was every night, you know, and, and for us to be able to do it like four or five nights a week right now is 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 awesome. Yeah. And for our house, it almost becomes like a challenge because we have a one year old who is loud. Like Johnny's <laughs> twice as big when last time you were here, and he's just gotten louder. And I don't know where he gets that from. Um, but uh, you know, and now it's like, how can we get family prayer in before he decides to scream and interrupt? 
Uh, yeah. So it's almost like a challenge every night. It's, but it's, yep. been, it's been fun, you know, and the kids, like, she's just trying. She's a heck of a cook. And so I just try to find some lower carb options for her plus size husband um, that I don't have to eat <laughs> as much. But, um, you know, from the business aspect, I was going to ask, like, how does this change everything you got going? I mean, obviously, you're still able to create as much YouTube content as you want. Like you did one on your birthday the other day. Happy birthday, by the way. 48. Yeah. Um, you know. Good grief! Look ten times better than me, and uh, uh, you know you Are were you actually 48? no, but I'm ten years younger, and you look ten times better than me. I was gonna say I don't remember you being as old as me. No, I'm <laughs> I'm 39. I'll be 40. But you know, okay, yeah. All right. I was I was assuming you didn't get into some time machine. And no, I got a lot of gray hair. I had to shave it off before this podcast because I was looking way old. Um, and people kept making <laughs> comments online, but <laughs> with the uh, the YouTube, like you've been doing some real just. You know, I, I love the content you were giving the other day, talking about your upbringing, and and, and that that's kind of fantastic. You find it like you're just able to kind of turn it a little bit. It gives you a good chance to go on some different kind of topics. Well, so a couple things go into that. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to. I I had a bunch of videos actually training in the gym um, scheduled when this whole thing happened and the shutdown happened. I don't feel good, first of all, about putting content where I'm in a gym. Yeah. Yeah. Because people can't really do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Now, the other, that's the stuff that gets me the most views and that's the stuff I make more money on. But what I really like talking about is the video like you watched the other day. And then I did another video probably a week before that called Seven Ways to Win at Life. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the things I actually love to talk about. They don't get as many views. They don't make as much money, but I get a lot more self-satisfaction out of that stuff. Absolutely. I agree. So, yeah. so watching my YouTube revenue plummet, although that's not been good, the good thing is, is I've been able to talk more about stuff I really like. Like I really enjoy talking about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so when people ask me those questions, you know, you get this response like, John, how do you build bigger biceps? And it's like, oh, God, here's another question about biceps. <laughs> but then yeah. when I get a question like the guy asked me, he says, you know, what, how was your upbringing? Yeah. That's like, yes, that's something I like to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, so I really like talking about that stuff and I've got a good opportunity to do it now. So, you know, I'm just trying to. Um, I'm just I'm just trying to take the opportunity I have and yeah. really, you know, I might get 15,000 views instead of 150,000, but the satisfaction I get out of reading people's comments saying, man, I didn't have a dad either. Man, my grandmother raised me too. Yeah. And man, my life wasn't so bad. And wow, I didn't know that about you. That stuff's really rewarding to me. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, it defines your legacy. I mean, that, that's that's what you're leaving people with. Yeah. The impact you can have on their lives is 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 more impactful than the impact you have on their biceps. Yeah. It just is. And that's, oh, know. and I think that, you know, people that don't really know me, you know, they see some measure of success and it's easy to just say, well, you know, this, you don't understand what went into that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when I tell people didn't have a dad, don't know who my dad was. All I know is I heard he died in his forties from something. Mom was a drug, was um, a drug addict and alcoholic. And unfortunately, by the time she recovered, it was a little too late. Yeah. And her body couldn't handle it anymore. She she passed away at a young age. I think when you tell people that, they're like, because we all have issues. Oh, yeah. We all have problems. And it's, you know, people see that and they're like, well, he like he's like me. He has issues just like I do. Yeah. And he responded to them a certain way. And um, you know, so I I because we all have issues. Yeah. And it's just how you respond to them. Some of us have bigger issues than others, but none of us have a perfect life. Right. Well, I think that's it. Is your baggage and how you respond to it defines who you want to be and who you're going to be. And I think we've gotten that from a lot of stuff that we've done. Some of our yeah. lower counts on videos between YouTube or Instagram are the ones we get the most messages in about. Mm-hmm. And the ones that, I mean, I mean, I had we had a video, it was a couple of weeks ago, we had, we had to shut down our Iowa location just because the state of Iowa went way down on lockdown in Sioux City and in and, and, and sales. I mean, my manager was like, hey, you should shut down because it's down 90%. I'm like, okay, well, we have a lot of food there. We do eat, we go healthy meals. This is our company based out of Omaha here, and we have a whole walk-in cooler, whole thing, right? And, mm-hmm. and so she says she did it. It was her idea. I, it was our idea. Our, it's, uh, it's a we, honey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we're like, we put a video up on Instagram, just nothing produced. And 
And just while we're driving, like, hey, we're going to be up there in an hour and a half. It's 2 o'clock. We're open until 6. We're giving away the meals to anyone needy in the area that might need some help. And just rather do that than haul them back to Omaha and try to sell them. And the time we get up there, there's a line out the door, literally. And people were just in need. Yeah. And we're like, it was really cool. We gave away everything. And and which was an awesome feeling. It was, just, was. it was a good thing to do. But then we get these emails. I read one to her. We get these emails in from people who just... Like the kindness and generosity you showed, it was just—I mean, we're talking. It wasn't like a lot. It was like fifty bucks worth of meals. It wasn't in, anything insane, but messaging in, talking about how you know they had lost their parents and they've been struggling with you know some things in their life, or and depression, some health, or what? Yeah, it, depression yeah. or some health concerns, and these have really helped them out. And they were just in a tight spot, and this one little moment of, you know. Uh, graciousness or whatever you want to call it, uh, just turn their day around. It's yeah. the, and, uh, for me, I was like, you took the time out to write me a, an email like that. And, you know, I'm a big softy. So I start tearing up, and, you know, cause I'm like, that's, that's just cool. But that kind of stuff, I mean, it actually costs us money, Yeah, <laughs> and, but that gave me more joy than the videos that get six or 7,000 views for us. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's going to yeah. say the, the views or whatever. I mean, it may make your bank account rich, but the, the realness of things when you share makes your soul rich. So, I mean, and I would much rather be soul rich than bank account rich any every day. day. Every I mean, day. And that's the way we want our kids to be raised. Giving that's, somebody that's... a little bit of hope in this time that we're in right now is massive. I mean, I guess I look at it, I, I look at it like we look at our kids someday when they're our age and, you know, hopefully I'm still alive. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I look at them like, I'm not going to care as much about how much money they have in their bank account. I'm going to care more about the kind of person they are. Yeah. And, and I guess that's how I want to make sure that we're trying to live our lives too right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think people see like, we, we struggle. I mean, you know, we're like, well, you guys are successful. I'm like, yeah, I'm seeing 10 years of my life right now hanging in the balance. Uh, my legacy that I've, you know, busted my butt to make, yeah. um, you know, and it was hard enough to, for her to go back to work in the professional field after being home for a year and, and helping in the companies to three months later being laid off. It, it's, you know, just kind of roll with the punches, you yeah. know, and I think we've been happier than we've ever been just because, you know, but granted, we're not materialistic people though either. So we, you know, we've, we're not addicted to a well, lifestyle. You know, the, the cool thing that you guys have going for you is you've had to work hard and earn everything you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you've attained a lot of success, but it never changed who you are at your core. And I think some people get things handed to them. I think some people have good intentions, but then they let success get to their heads. Yeah. But um, I think the people that remain true to their core, um, and that's what I strive to do. Um, I still got a long ways to go, but that's what I strive to do. But seeing like you guys set an example, you know, for people like me to to do that. And when I see that, that's really impressive to me. Like, that's awesome because it's easy to get in the rat race where it's a compare and despair. Well, he has this or she has this when you lose focus of what you have and what you build and, Absolutely. and your kids. And like, I feel you like the number one thing that with my kids is number one, I want them to be good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's number one. Exactly. I want them to be good people. Right. But <clears throat> they learn from what they see. Yeah. So if I'm preaching that, but I'm living a completely different message, then that's the message they're going to get. Absolutely. Well, I agree. I think a lot of people preach and live a different life. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. you know, saying the coin terms is one thing, but doing it out, out loud with your actions is a whole nother thing. And I would say, I, I would say for us, like we, we probably, I should probably say more things than yeah. I do. I just do things. And, you know, I, I think that's, and that was going to touch on another subject. And just with kids, I look at a lot of our employees as our kids and we have a lot of, 17 to 23 year olds that work for us. And I know a lot of them follow you and that kind of stuff. And I, I said, you know, like I'm looking at things for hope right now. Like what are my hopes for right now? Cause there's a lot of despair. I mean, there's enough of that to go around. Let's hope, you know, my hope yeah. is that, you know, I, I think we went through and you remember this in the 07, 08, 09 housing crash that changed me. Um, that's when I decided, you know, I lost my butt and bank stock <laughs> in my house. And so I decided like, Hey, if I'm going to be, I might as well be happy and let's just go ahead and do this Rexy's nutrition thing. And this is what blossomed out of that. It was finally like, Hey, it pushed me to limit. Like, you know what? I'm yeah. going to go for my legacy. I'm not going to go for the check. 
because I gave up a lot of income to do this and because I knew it would make me happy and I wanted to help other people be happy and be healthy and, and do this dream, you know, and I'm hoping that that, you know, a lot of the 20 year old kids didn't, they've only grown up in a society where this, the stock's been going up. Yeah. You know, they've only, you know, and I'm thinking that I'm still seeing it. I'm starting to see it switch. A lot of the kids that are 20 being like, okay, I just want a job. Good. We're there now. You know, I don't, I think this expectation, this, uh, I want to call it the Instagram society of life where everything's perfect and everybody's going to be a millionaire and everyone's going to be a billionaire and everyone's going to have 6 billion followers on YouTube. And I go, how about just be happy that you've got the ability to go achieve that instead of thinking it's going to happen overnight. Yeah. I think this might reset that a little bit. That's my hope for a lot of these younger people, including our kids. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, no, there's a lot of stuff. And how many people have worked for us that still work for us that ever like, I'm just glad I have a job still. Yeah. Which I've seen that switch with some of our own staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it, it, we're just had they're happy they have a check, and I think that's where we're at. Like before, all this even went down, we saw it coming. She's applying at the grocery store to be an overnight stocker um, <laughs> because people like even three years ago she was doing it at Cole's department store mm-hmm. over Christmas break to make some extra money, and then yeah. I had the I mean, from I told her I, I will go without a check to make sure our staff has a check. Yeah. Um, I'm like, so if I got to go back to delivering pizza or working at the gas station at night, I'm good. Like, I'm not, there's no job that's be too good for me, no. I guess. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, if that's me exactly how I look at it too. Yeah. Me getting another job lets another one of our employees continue to work. That's, that's what we're here for. So. You know, like it's, it, for me, it's, it'd be kind of cool not to be the boss for a minute. Unless <laughs> it, I, I bring it on. So, but, and, and just to kind of piggyback off everything you guys are saying, uh, by the way, John, this is Chad. You can't see me. I'm, I'm, I'm behind the, uh, I'm the man behind the curtain, yes. <laughs> um, so to speak. He's but, the wizard of Oz. <laughs> but uh, just to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, you know, so to quote one of my favorite lines in a, in Fight Club, um, you know, we're the middle children of history, and um, you know, we didn't have any great war, great depression, or anything like that. And, and in a way, uh, like Tim was kind of saying, like, you know, these these young kids now are starting to see, oh, okay, well, I just yeah, I just need to buckle down and get a job now, you know, because everything has just been so good for them for for so long, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and 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 I think about things in some in some way, shape, or form that there was a time in my life where you know I was either uh, dependent on you know alcohol or I was dependent on uh, you know affirmation from girls or you know wh- whatever it was. Um, you know, at one point in my life, I hit a rock bottom, whatever your rock bottom is, it wasn't that bad, but some people have a rock bottom and sometimes people don't change until they hit that rock bottom. And I'm not saying that we as a nation have hit a rock bottom, but this is, this is, this is a pretty scary moment. And this is a big moment for us to be able to, you know, sort of, you know, rise kind of from the ashes as better uh, people as, uh, you know, together as a country too. And so I just think like, Sometimes people don't change until they kind of get hit over the head with a sledgehammer. Yeah, oh, that's absolutely. that's another quote from a movie, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's unfortunate that that's the way it has to be. But I I, I kind of get it, you know. Uh, John, you were saying earlier, like you know, some people are handed things. You know, some people uh, you know uh, are afforded certain opportunities, and they either squander it through, you know, they, 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 they kind of lose, they have good intentions, right? The road, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Another quote from a movie, (laughs) but it's, it's interesting that we usually don't act and we don't make the right choices or we don't change until we absolutely have to. And Mm -hmm. in a way, silver lining, you know, this will be a good thing. And, and, and I believe that it will be eventually. I just think that hopefully once all the bickering is over and once all the politics get out of it, we'll, we'll come out the end better people. I really believe we will because we all had to kind of go through it and we all had our own things, things to go through. But those are just kind of my two cents. What, um, how's, how's it going over in uh, Ohio? Like, I guess yeah. let's touch on that. Like, what's your biggest hope to come out of this, John? Well, I mean, I, I have a lot of friends who are really hurting financially, uh, particularly guys that own gyms. And they're really worried about their means um, of providing for their family. Yeah. So I feel for those people. Absolutely. Yeah. I hear the stories about people that are, that have been sick with the virus and, you know, you read how people had somebody they know die. And I feel for those people as well. It's, um, you know, you mentioned coming this, when 9-11 happened, the country was very unified. Like, yeah. 
we all stood as one after 9-11. Yeah. Everybody. And I thought that that would happen this time too, but I was 100% wrong. Um, I see a country that's more divided. Um, and when I say divided, it's probably the kind of the extreme ends of both sides. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think people like us are probably more in the middle. But the bickering, the constant on both sides, I'm just tired of it. I'm just tired of it. And I was hoping that this would be another opportunity for us like 9-11 to really, I mean, 9-11, I think probably 99% of us were united, you know? Yeah. Um, and now I feel like it's more like 5% of us are, are united. You know, I mean, that, and I remember 9-11 actually because Chad was living in New York. And I remember watching it on TV and trying to get a hold of Chad, being like, okay, is my buddy okay? Like, that was a whole, like, there was no, and I, I think that, you know, I see the politics getting separated side to side. I see people themselves, for the most part, coming together because we're all in the same struggle. You know, the politicians can have the politics all they want. I think people yeah. right now are just like, okay, let's just, I've, I guess I've never seen more support local actually mean something than I have right now. Yeah. And, that, I mean, I, it was, how many members of ours at the gym, regardless of political affiliation, messaged us and said, hey, and, and Nick was on the pocket live last week, was in tears on this deal. And we said, regardless, you got shut down, keep taking my fees. And we're like, whoa, like that's, that's crazy. Cause if people are hurting for a job, that 36 bucks means something. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, yeah, I absolutely. saw Nick sent me a podcast, a, a, a snippy yesterday from a guy that owns uh these Metroflex out in Marietta, California, where. Like his members are willing to pay him, but the bank shut him off. So he can't collect him anyways because of uh, people disputing charges at other gyms. And we're worried about oh, that wow. happened to us. That could happen to every gym in the United States. And yeah. but the guy was positive, I'll be here, all those things. And you know, we've seen it at Rexius. I've had more web orders and call, I guess more call on orders, I should say, than yeah. anything else I've ever had in a year I've had in a month. Um, call-ins more than web. Web doesn't do, you know, but the call-ins like, hey, these are my guys, these are my people, and it's been awesome. I mean, the amount of people that have reached out, just regardless of people I know that differ from me politically, whatnot, um, doesn't matter. So I, I think the politicians can have themselves. And uh, I think the people themselves I, I are, we're all supportive. Like, you know, it's, it's yeah. my brother's a doctor who's down in Texas. My baby brother works at the UNMC here, which is one of the top uh, infectious disease centers in the nation. He's a doctor down there. And you know, it's, it's a work kind of all over the place. My whole family's medical. So seeing what they're going through, uh, regardless of what side of the aisle they sit on, I'm, it's like, you know, I just got love for people right now that we're all, yeah. and the thing is with the finances and the gyms and all those kind of things, that's where we've been getting reached out to a lot on the business aspect. And I'm like, you know, they've got these loan programs. It's the government. If you expected it to be fast, then you, <laughs> <laughs> that's on you. They're never fast. But I, I told people the other thing, like, you know, um, Hopefully, no one has to go into bankruptcy. Hopefully, they don't. Um, but there, there are programs like this set up, and you just need to educate yourself and protect yourself. Yeah. Just bankruptcy doesn't mean shut down. And people need to like if the, the government doesn't come through, there are other programs throughout our laws that are there for a reason, and they need to not relax about it. You know, get it all. Like this isn't like in one thing because people look at bankruptcy. What I do wrong, I'm a failure. It's not that. Like this is nobody's fault. Yeah. This is not a. Well, Vince business. McMahon just filed bankruptcy yesterday for the XFL, and I think he's pretty successful. Yeah, so. exactly, <laughs> exactly, and, and that's the thing. And I told somebody else, I like they changed Chapter Five and changed the term limits on Chapter Five bankruptcy protection for smaller businesses. It's the first time in in 25 years they've made an redemption to that, and I I read a lot, so because I have a lot of businesses like, hey, what if I don't get covered? Hey, I'm a single pass through business. I'm a 1099. I can't, I go, I get it. You're not, you know, us, we apply, we have 44 employees just at the Rexius corporation alone. And we still haven't got our paycheck protection program. And I said, okay, we're just taking this day by day, week mm -hmm. by week. I don't know what 60 days is from now, but I'm not going to sit here in fear because yeah. fear won't accomplish anything, but I'm going to educate nope. myself on all my options, humanly possible. I'm going to reach out. And it's amazing. If you reach out to people right now, it's going back to the thing where people, I think people are fine. The politics, pol the politics are, are separate. Yeah, but people, people are good. Yeah, I and think, I, I think, I think to be devil's advocate, um, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple things uh, that are very different that stand out very different from 9-11 to this, obviously. Um, you know, there's um, being attacked, you know, with, you know, from the air, so an act of war, you know, uh, and social media. 
there was no social media like there is today. In fact, I don't even know. I think in 2001, I don't think Twitter, none of that stuff existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook didn't come around until 2003. But, uh, but that's the thing is uh, right now there's social media is weaponized so it's it's so much easier for people regular people to go on and spew out all of their you know negativity point fingers you know it was this administration that administration okay whatever so those are those those are part of the things but tim is exactly right uh tim and Brittany both uh you know they've gotten down to the level of the people and and i've tried my community as much as i can as well to uh you know i'm trying to buy like if I've got some equipment that I need, whether it's video equipment or whatever, uh, tripods, you know, whatever, I try and find it on Facebook Marketplace first. I try and get somebody's old stuff. So many people have been selling things because it's like, hey, I don't have, you know, money. Money. and they need the, the, the money. So I'm, I'm trying to do it that way. And that's my small little teeny tiny way of doing it. But, you know, uh, you know, Tim, Tim and Brittany are able to kind of do it on a different level through, you know, employment and things like that. But I think that's where we will succeed. We, we're going to have to lean on each other. Mm-hmm. I'm optimistic. And, and I have to be. <laughs> I have to be an optimist yeah. because if not, then like Tim says, you live in fear. And if you live in fear, you get nothing done. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think fear, then, then they win. Whoever they is, they win. Well, and, and, and it's just, it's such a, it feels really good though that people are willing to use this technology for good, you know, and, and you're right. We do have some divisiveness, but Again, I think well, it's it's right now. I think positivity wins. Yeah, and, and you know, yeah. I, I like I said, I go. I'm not going to be a conspiracy theorist. I read them all, and some of them are really entertaining. Um, and some of them are like, oh my god, really? Who even thought of that? Um, and, and you know, I I I've just committed. Like, we're not going to doomsday prep worth of seventy thousand rolls of toilet paper. Okay, I'm not going <laughs> to do it. And whatever you weren't wiping before ahead of time, that's a discussion for you and your doctor to have. Um, and Sue, I'm not going to get negative because I don't know what two weeks, three weeks from now brings financially. So, and I understand business owners like you see with your ad revenue. I had Kyle Loftus in last week from uh, from thirteen twenty video, with three million followers. Like that's that's a big chunk of his, and with no races and no new videos, no new mm-hmm. revenue. Um, and, and he said the same thing. If we, I don't know what tomorrow, next month, next week, six months, who knows? And all you can do is just, you know, truck day by day and be positive. And there's enough negative people out there in the world that I'm not going to play that game. And, you know, I, even my YouTube videos right now, I want nothing negative. Somebody puts a negative comment. Usually I just let it go. No, I'm deleting it. I don't, I'm not, I'm not playing it right now. Right now. Yeah. It's, and, and we're going to be as positive. And I told the business owners, I'm like, you know, just research, reach out. It's amazing how many people I've reached out to. Like, hey, I've got questions. And these guys are like, you want to pop on the phone? You're a lawyer. Are you going to charge me? <laughs> so they're like, no, no, we're just we're all here because everyone's in the same boat. Because if no one can pay their bills, no one gets their bills paid. Yeah. And I think that this will end up unifying us more in the end than I think it will divide us. I have have hope for that. Um, you know, uh, it's... I don't believe that politics represents what people actually are here. I think that uh, people are going for, you know, the trendy topic that's going to be retweeted 16,000 times today or tomorrow and not, you know, the idea of a statesman, what's better for six months or six years. I think that's lost in politics. Yeah. So I don't give it any, I don't even, I told her I might renew my satellite subscription because I don't want to listen to it anymore. Um, yeah. And I'm just turned it off. I'm just going to, truck ahead and do what I can do. And, and, you know, I was funny. I was watching you do your video. That's what I was bringing up the other day. I was watching your videos and I, d- I just like the positivity. I like to tell them the stories. I think that, you know, you're taking your platform now and yeah, you might not make as much money right now, but if you can give hope to other people, that's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I, you know, I, um, in some of the videos I talk about, um, just being sensible financially mm-hmm. and, living below your means, which I think is like probably the number one financial lesson I'd like to teach people is to live below their means. I agree. And that'll put you in a position to where like, I'm not the slightest bit worried about my situation financially. I'm worried about my friends. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm worried about. So, um, you know, I think, um, you know, in terms of lessons, hopefully there's some financial lessons that we can learn it's tough when you're a bigger business, though, right? You got all these operating expenses. Exactly. When you don't have any yeah. revenue, like it can hit you hard and it can hit you fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't think people really understand that from an economical perspective. They think, well, there's a bigger company. 
It yeah. made tons of money. No, yeah. because but companies are they're pass-through entities. You can't keep that in the hopper. There's no savings account for a business. It doesn't, that's it doesn't right. work like that. Yeah. That's right. They're not, and that's, that's what I'm trying to, because you'll probably um, get a kick out of this, but I have probably more requests right now for business consultations than I do for anything fitness related. Hey, that's awesome though. Um, it, it is what it is. So, yeah. but you know, people like, they just don't understand like, man, when you, when you have a lot of expenses and your revenue is gone, like you're in trouble. Yeah. Well, it's like when you, guys, business. when you guys make product for granted, like you probably have to pre-order it months in advance, just like we did. Just like we do with anything yeah. else. And all of a sudden you've got a hundred thousand dollars goods coming in and no sales because you're always forward buying. Oh Lord. It's just yeah, well, sit there. Let me tell you a little story with this because this will drive the message home. So we went through over two years of paperwork and spending a lot of money to get our approvals to do business in Canada. Yeah. Um, you know, those NPU numbers take a long time to get mm-hmm. for products. So we finally got them. We have a great business partner, Empire, that, um, you know, the, the owner, Peter, and I have been talking for years. He's a great guy. They supply all the Popeyes and people like that. So we were happy. We got our NPN numbers. We just had our manufacturer make a lot of product. Yeah. I mean, a lot. So, and then guess what happens? All this hits. Yeah. Yeah. So Empire says, you know, Peter says, here's what we have going on with the stores, with us. Um, so we can't really take anything right now. Meanwhile, we had already had the, had the product made and everything. Yeah. You know, so Peter and I got on the phone and we worked it out and, you know, we just changed our terms and everything. So the good news is, is we're going to be in Canada like really soon. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was scary financially because that PO was like six months of POs from our entire domestic operation for, wow. I mean, it was a lot of money yeah. for us. So like, we're like, oh, this is bad. Like, this is really bad. We like, we can't afford to pay. So we had to all work together. Yeah. And um, we did that. We worked together with the manufacturer. We worked with Peter at Empire. And now everything's going to work out. But it's a little scary for a business, right? Oh, it, oh, what it is, like we, uh, like we, because we have our own, the popcorn company, and with our supplements, we put our biggest PO we'd ever put in. And it's a two month time period. And well, guess what? That comes in today. Well, they want to get paid, of course. And at the same point, like we had the money, like we're going into April. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna, my landlords are in the same boat. So we committed to, uh, we paid all the rents. We paid every bill we could pay. Cause they're, you know, I'm like, listen, they're like, Hey, thank you so much for paying. And I, you know, I just, I'm like, I have relationships, but that's where I say yeah. I doubled down on relationships right now. Like knowing my landlords, knowing my bankers, knowing my people I do business with and having a personal relationship with them. You know, so if I got to have a phone call, if something like this happens and that's what it was, it was even with our gym, our, uh, our gyms. I know both our landlords. They have memberships, mm-hmm. so they don't want to yeah. shut down either. You know what I mean? So we had to call, you know, the our manufacturer. Like, hey, so when do you want to charge that? Well, right away. Yeah. How about <laughs> half? <laughs> and uh, and he laughed. He goes, "You've never not paid a hundred percent on time every other time." He goes, "I'm totally cool with that. Thanks for doing at least half." I'm like, "Sweet." And, yeah. You know, we called everyone else and just you know we're straight up with them and just said, "Hey, here's where we're at. This is what our plan is. Come May first. Uh, we'll discuss it then and I'll let you know what I know. And, and it was honestly, everyone for the most part was been super cool about, um, you know, making sure making deals. And we, we, we have with all of our people too. Um, I think something changed on the screen. Chad. Something changed on the screen too. Well, mine. Yeah, no, his, I don't, that's all Chad. Um, but you know, it, it, it but it, it ever has been really cool about it, you know, for the most part, it, it, there's been nobody really freaking out, but I've talked to some of the bigger landlords, even the bigger chains, we're talking chain restaurants. We're talking chains, like big chains, like two, three, four, five thousand unit chains are all asking to pay their rent late. This isn't just a small business problem. This is a business problem, yeah. period. But yeah. you know, it was Absolutely. somebody else asked me, why don't you guys have a savings account? I'm like, that's not how businesses work. We have, you know, our PPE loan, like we'll spend 125000 on payroll over two and a half months, you know, yeah. and 
it was funny. Somebody goes, well, yeah, but the CEO can't make over a hundred grand. I go, no worry. The CEO doesn't. I guarantee you he doesn't. So I don't have to worry about the income limit. Um, but you know, that's, that's our people. Of course, they're all looking at us being like, Hey, I'm like, listen, we're committed to giving you guys a check no matter what. And my landlords, that's their check and they're a good guy. They're good people. They all, you know, there's, it's not some huge billionaire that owns these buildings here. Um, I mean, our Chad and I were up here the other day and our landlord walked in. She's like, Hey, you guys paying rent in May? I'm like, I'm planning on it. She's like, good. And then just walked out. But you know, but she, she comes by and she shops and that, that's the whole point. I think it, you know, having the relationship where you can call your, your manufacturer and call your customer. That's, you know, that's, that's yeah, what that's, it is. That's it, big. It's, I it's, think it's, that's really, I think that's, going to be the, the key really for businesses mm-hmm. it's those relationships and us realizing that if any one part of that chain gets unreasonable it's going to create a lot of issues for a, a lot of people yeah and as long as we're working together then hey i think um i think we'll come out of this and i um you know i applied for the for the the help as well with granite you know 2.5 times your payroll expense all that yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to take advantage of, um, you know, the opportunities that are out there too. But um, I think you're right though. I think the key is, is just working together. Yeah. We have to, I mean, it's, it's, if we collectively do this all together, because even like my, my dad working in the bank, the banks are scared too. Mm-hmm. Like, cause the small, the older, oh, yeah. they, they, they don't get their loans paid. They don't get checks either. So it, you know, it's, yeah. it's all sick. I and mean, then we're all in the same circle. So yeah. that's, I yeah. think if everyone's willing to, I mean, they'll be the ones who take advantage of it as far as we're always will be, but I can't worry about them. I can only worry about what we can do. And, yep. you know, um, well, thank you so much for popping in. Honestly, I just, it was, uh, we're going through last week cause I can't like you said my old footage. I can't throw out my old stuff. It's all about how great business is right now. So <laughs> I'm like, uh, like see if John, we'll see if John will pop on. And, and, and I'm so glad you were able to, and, uh, getting here from the great, uh, man himself, the mountain dog. Uh, it's yeah. kind of awesome. Thank you so much for uh, uh, popping in. And we're going to, this one will air in a, like, probably a week or two, but we're going to do a, a big uh, granite giveaway. Um, I've been. Rocking. I got to get you guys the protein powder, man. It's I, unbelievable. I know. Three of my trainers have been buying it from your site and then throwing it in my face. And I'm like, I know. And I told Shane, order that stuff because they're like bragging on it. And I got, I've been using granite recovery. And so I'm going to do a granite recovery giveaway because I'm obsessed. Um, and uh, it's my intro like, every day. So. Uh, we'll do that, and we'll tag in it, and we'll give away some free stuff for when you fall on the podcast. So thank you again so much, sir. I really Thanks, John. It. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. My pleasure. Anytime. Right. God bless. Thank you. Oh, you want to know who I am? Oh, you want to know me? Well, I'm the man that you knew. Now you know. What it do? I'm a 94, baby. Swank it like a brand new Mercedes.